And then I remember the ambulance picking us up, and I could hear my dad moaning, and I could hear my sister crying, screaming, and getting to the hospital. I can remember the cold metal when they they um, X-ray you. Welcome, my friends, to The Storyteller, where you'll find First Nations people from across Native North America who are following Jesus Christ without reservation. Today, we'll hear from a man who, with his family, survived a terrible accident in his youth and how the effects of that near-fatal crash still impact his life many years later. My name's Herman McClanahan, and I'm half Navajo and half Spanish, and I live in Window Rock, Arizona, and I was born in Fort Defiance, and I've lived here uh, about 23 years in Arizona, and I've lived before that in New Mexico, and um, I live with my father. My father's uh, disabled, and I have a sister, and she has a family. She has three uh, young boys and uh, her husband, and... Um, uh, well, my earliest childhood memory kind of reminds me of how God has worked in my life. Um, I remember one time my grandfather uh, caught a butterfly and put it in a little carton that you put fruit in. And this was way back when I was a toddler. And um, he brought that into me, and, and I, I was just in awe of a butterfly. And I just remember looking at it and it walking around inside the little carton there and I lifted the carton up and it, it flew off and I didn't understand what was happening and I looked around I was looking all over for it and I just felt really bad about it I just like what happened where did it go and you know later on in the years I, I thought about that and that was one of my early childhood memories and I I just thought about how um, how people can be sometimes how you can get attached to someone and then um, they leave and you wonder what happened. And I always wondered about, um, I had a friend and, um, he invited me to, um, church and, um, a lot of, I, that's where I got a lot of my, my questions about, um, God was going to church with my best friend, uh, Martin was his name. And, um, ever since then, from the beginning, when I started going to church, I was probably about eight or nine. And I always had that question, who is God and what, what's my purpose here? And um, my father had the same type of questions um, now that I look back on his life because he, uh, he had a lot of questions about God because I can remember going to different kind of churches uh, going to camp meetings with my father and and hearing about this God, but not really understanding because I was still young and and but I was interested in it and I always wondered who is God. You know, I just wondered about space, what we're out here and and you know you learn a lot about um, evolution and and space and you just think it's so big, how could there be a God? How could there be somebody in control of that? And I always had that question. My father, um, he he had a drinking problem, and he started having little accidents that I noticed about um, that, that kept happening to him at work. One time he was driving a semi-truck, and some pipes fell off 
the back of his vehicle, the semi. And they were loading him back up, and they fell again, and it hit him in the back. So he had, like, real bad bruises on his back and was out of work for probably a week. And I noticed that. And then um, one time he drove my mom to work, and she was uh, working as a nurse in Gallup. And um, it was really snowing, and there was this hill that's called Elephant Hill. He lost control of the vehicle and crashed into a telephone wire, guide wire, and totaled the truck, and he got pretty banged up. And I just noticed things started happening to him. And I didn't really know about his drinking problem when I was that young. I just was was real naive about it. And he kept having these accidents. Well, my mom worked the graveyard shift one evening, and um, my dad wanted to take us out so that we could let her sleep a little. And this was like probably on a Friday or a Saturday. I'm starting to forget about it. This was in November, um, like November 21st, 1971. And we went to, um, now I know about it, we went to a um, traditional Yebeche uh, ceremony. And I remember it being cold and a big bonfire and I remember drinking an orange Coke, and my sister was there. She had her dolls. And I just remember my dad uh, leaving for a while and, and then coming back and telling us it was time to go. And when we were leaving, we fell asleep. My sister and I fell asleep. And back then in a, in a truck, we didn't use the seatbelts. But my father had crashed into a little hill. He just went right across the road and head on right into a hill and um, really he got really banged up we all did because we weren't buckled in and there was a lot of um, trauma to my dad and a lot of head trauma and leg trauma we all had broken legs I had a broken femur my sister had a broken femur she had a broken compound fracture on her shin and I still remember that night. I can remember laying there, and it was cold because it was November. And then I remember the ambulance picking us up, and I could hear my dad moaning, and I could hear my sister crying and screaming and getting to the hospital. I can remember the cold metal when they they um, x-ray you. And um, it was really hard because my dad, he, he didn't make it. Uh, they had to fly him to, to Albuquerque. He didn't make it. He he stopped breathing, and uh, they pulled all the stuff off him, the needles and oxygen. And I don't know, the Lord was working. Even all this was going on, the Lord was working in my dad's life because there was a nurse there. She was cleaning him off, and she noticed she saw his chest rise, and he was still breathing. So they rehooked him up to um, oxygen, but during that time while he was off, he had some brain damage because he didn't get enough oxygen. So now he's, he's dealing with that today, and I live with him, and uh, we both take care of each other. He's doing a lot of things that um, the doctor said he couldn't do. They said he wouldn't be able to walk, he wouldn't be able to talk, um, but he's doing that, and um, he still needs help. He can't drive, so I help him. And my sister, she almost lost her leg, but my mom insisted, my mother insisted that 
she not have her leg amputated? And so she didn't. And I, um, I remember just really faintly things popping in and out um, during this time that we were in the hospital. Um, I wasn't doing too good. I was unconscious for uh, a couple of weeks. And when I did come to, I asked if I could look into the mirror and see what happened to me because I know I hit the, the windshield and I had uh, a lot of uh, stitches uh, on the chin because I hit the, the dashboard. And I just remember that first time I, I still can see myself in the mirror and see all that, uh, all that, ha- what happened. And, uh, they didn't think we would make it. We were all separated in the hospital. But, um, someone knew that if me and my sister were put in the same room that we would do better. So I remember that. That was like a big moving day. They, they moved us upstairs into the same room. And um, we helped each other. Um, I had a, a broken jaw that I couldn't eat while we were in the hospital, and my sister had to. She knew that I craved. I was craving food. I was so hungry. I was just on a liquid diet, and we had this little um, table that we could push between each other, and she would put tiny pieces of food on there. And, and I had some teeth that were cracked, and um, she would pass that over, and I would eat that, and. Um, that would be my nourishment. And it was just real tiny pieces of food. I couldn't get that. I couldn't really chew it or anything because my jaw was wired shut. And we started getting better like that, you know, just helping each other. I was trying to encourage her because they would come in and change the dressing. And um, she had to have skin grass. And that was pretty hard on her because it's pretty painful because they had to change the dressing and pull that off. And I had to witness that, what, what happened during her, while they were doing that. And I just remember a lot of the crying and the screaming. I think that my question, why, why was I um, put here was kind of answered through that because a lot of, now that I look back, I I know that my dad was searching for God and um, doing a lot of things on the side that he probably shouldn't have been doing. And, and God finally said, well, I'm going to have to um, teach you uh, that I'm, I'm in control and that you're not in control. And, um, and by all the accidents that I, I saw, seen him go through, I know that my dad wasn't in control. And now uh, my dad knows the Lord and he's doing uh, better. Um, my sister... Um, after we got out of the hospital, she started going to a Baptist church with the young people. They went ice fishing once, and she came back and told me, hey, we went ice fishing, and she told me all about it. And I thought, hey, that's pretty cool. So I um, went on trips with them and had, you know, had fun with them and um, was finding out more about the Lord. I was still a little rebellious. My mom... Um, uh, we forgave my mom. She, she left my dad and, uh, I've been taking care of him, uh, pretty much since the accident. So my aunt, um, Roslyn here in Winter Rock, Arizona, um, saw how things were going that I was, me and my sister were the only ones taking care of my father and no one taking care of us. And I was, I think 11 years old when, when this happened. 
So my aunt took us in to her home, and I thank the Lord that um, she did that because um, we she's a Christian and um, she's kind of the matriarch of our our family, our grandmother, our spiritual uh, provider, or um, just prayed for us. She she oversaw a lot of our family's activities, and she passed on. So my aunt kind of picked up the torch and has been faithful and just caring about all the family members. Sometimes we go through things in life that don't make sense in the moment, and we wonder how anything good could ever come through our pain. My friend, God is powerful, and believe me, He can take the worst of circumstances and turn them around. That's exactly what He did when Jesus Christ suffered and died for us, for our sins, on the cross. You see, it didn't end there for Jesus because God raised Him up from the dead. Talk about a turn of events. What Jesus went through was for us, so that we could be forgiven, saved from judgment, and live in peace with God forever. And He gives this to all who turn to Him and put their trust in Jesus. God tells us in the Bible, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Would you like to know more? Visit our website, withoutreservation.com, and click on the tab New Life. Or download the Storyteller radio app and choose Hope. Do you enjoy the Storyteller? Tell us about it. We'd love to hear from you. Our mailing address is The Storyteller, P.O. Box 1001, Bemidji, Minnesota, 56619. That's P.O. Box 1001, Bemidji, Minnesota, 56619. Our email address is storyteller at withoutreservation.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, the greatest story took place at the cross. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. There's more to Herman's story, so be sure to join us again next time as we listen to The Storyteller.